introduce you in a second, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, we had the toughest time getting on uh, the recording today because my dumbass doesn't know how to use technology. I'm like the worst agent. But cheers, and thank you very much for uh, hopping on in. Cheers, man. Everybody, this is a good buddy of mine, uh, Brandon Troy. I brought him on today because I just want to shoot the shit and uh, talk about everything from uh, why he's flying an X-Wing all the way to uh, Andrew Tate and everything else in, in the middle. Um, but yeah, dude, welcome. And thank you so much for making the time, brother. Yeah, no, thanks for having me, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, the, yeah. Go ahead. no, no, go ahead. <laughs> no, the background. No, the background. Um, like I was saying, um, this is the from the artist that um, he NFT all this stuff recently. And he did one of the NFTs uh, that's in Joe Rogan's studio. Uh -huh. I downloaded a bunch of his stuff before he NFT'd it. Oh. So I don't know where this lands as far as maybe like copyright infringement or whatever, but you can't download this anywhere. And I still have it on like a, like an encrypted cloud thing that I have called. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so I still have it and still use it. Yeah. I wouldn't even worry too much about, it. I'm not even on their radar. And uh, most of my yeah. actual listeners is on Spotify without video anyway. So the only people that'll catch cool. is on YouTube. So actually go ahead, YouTube, catch it. I need more viewers. So let's get some controversy <laughs> going, you know, it's Seriously. funny, man. Let, let's, let's stay on the NFT really quick. How well versed are you on the world of NFTs? You know, not really. Um, I know that like, I, so as far as from an investment standpoint, like mm -hmm. not really, right? Like okay. I, I don't keep up with the trends, but I guess because of like my, my, just my natural instinct to want to know like a little bit about everything. Yeah. Um, I do understand like the scalability. So like, if we wanted to talk about NFTs and how it relates to web three, I could mm -hmm. probably sound intelligent, but I wouldn't say that it's fact, right? Like, yeah, yeah. um, you know, like that, like basically NFTs would allow you to, you know, create something right. And for it to, no matter how many times it's copied over or whatever, my understanding is, is that there is like on the blockchain, there's like some way for you to like be able to claim that it's yours, right. right. To collect on royalty or whatever. Right? right. So the way that I understand it for like, at least where a company like roadblocks, right. Where every so often they'll have like a, like a, like a cross promotion with Tommy Hilfinger or like a polo sport or Gucci or whatever. And they'll have kids go into that like world to log into that 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 mini game of their platform, mm -hmm. and then they'll do like little challenges or whatever. And then their character can like collect like one off hats and outfits and stuff. Like my son does that, and mm. my understanding is is that that's going to mm -hmm. be a way for children, at least on that platform, are going to be able to figure out how to like you know conduct themselves in a new Web three kind of like uh, economy. I guess yeah. right. Yeah. They're going to understand that like. Hey, I've got this specific thing, and then there eventually could be a you know a value in it because of demand and because it was like one off. So you're kind of like combining tech in Web three with like hype beast stuff. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I, it sounds like I know what I'm talking about. I, I don't know shit. No, no, no. It's gonna be better than what my my dumbass layman uh, <laughs> view of it is. I mean, when when this whole NFT started making a big wave, probably pre COVID, and then everyone had time during COVID, everyone started doing it, and then honestly. Just with anything else, dude, scammers come out. Everybody, their grandma has an NFT and celebrities start signing on stuff they don't even know about. People lost a bunch of money and stuff like that. But what yeah. you're talking about is you're talking about an actual paradigm shift in communities and how people live their life. And you're right. Your son is going to be part of Web3 if 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 not something else by the time he's a yeah. active consumer, active participant of society, right? Yeah. So, 
like for, for me, my understanding, especially in the early stages of NFT, it started off as basically writing it on the blockchain to certified art, right? To certify that, Correct. hey, if you have a collectible, a digital collectible, this is you. Yeah. Because right now in my kitchen, I have a Picasso painting in my kitchen. Obviously, it's not mm -hmm. an original Picasso. So I think I bought it at Target for like 30 bucks, right? But a real yeah, Picasso, yeah. a real certified Picasso will be in the millions. So same thing in the digital world. The NFT is going to allow people to own, have ownership of original digital art. You and I can have it on our phone, but we're not the true original owner. So they are yeah. going to hold the value. But I think where it eventually e evolved, especially with the Bored Apes, is that just like art collectors, right? People that, that, mm -hmm. that buy art aren't necessarily collectors. What they do is sure. they basically buy art so they can be part of a community. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like if yeah, you're yeah. able to drop 30, 30 million on an art piece for your house, you're not buying the yeah. art piece. You're buying membership into an exclusive elite community. And I think- yeah, that, I agree. Yeah, and that that's what NFTs has evolved into is that as people start buying NFTs, you're actually buying your way into a community. And these communities have now sprung into basically a, a, a um a society of within themselves where they're sure. trading goods and services and stuff like that. I only know this because one of my, my real uh, good, uh, good mentors uh, has started a huge NFT community in the real estate space where he's, oh, wow. you know, oh yeah, where he's doling out NFTs and they just minted last, last week. And, you know, MC holders are now able to share business ideas with each other, participate in each other's real estate deals, uh, participate in each other's Airbnb services and all that stuff. So you really are buying into a community. So so anyway, so it's just two guys that barely know what NFT means trying to explain NFTs to the world. So take it for what it's worth. <laughs> yeah, um, but anyway, man, other than that, how, how's life been? I, I follow you on, on social a lot. I love seeing your, your, your son train, kicking ass and stuff. Every UFC he's punching and kicking. What's that, what's yeah. that uh, going? How's that going? It's it's been amazing, man. Like, um, so he's seven. He's gonna be eight in October. Mm. Um, he trains uh five days a week now. Like self directed. Like we're not sports parents. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not the most athletic person. Um, I wasn't like a varsity sports head or whatever. And yeah, Tara did okay in in high school sports, but we're not sports parents. You know what I mean? So we provided opportunities for our son to like explore right things that he was interested in and one of the very first things that he was interested in was like kung fu and like you know hearing about like how my chinese grandfather like um was taught by the monks like during like you know the like early 1900s in mainland china and stuff like that like chole fat and stuff like that mm -hmm. so when he was two and a half three years old like we bought him some kid boxing gloves and some focus pads and he just taught him how to punch and it yeah. kind of just took it on from there. So he's been training since he was three and a half, oh, like he's awesome. or three, three. Yeah. Since he was three, he's been training at that gym. Like he got a special kind of like, he got a little special like waiver, I guess. Right. Because the coach normally didn't teach kids that young. You know, he's intelligent. I and mean, I'm not saying that just cause like, it's my kid. It's like, yeah. you know, he's apathetic. He's, he, he understands the world around him and his, his place in the world but not to like his detriment. Like he's not stressed out or like thinking he's less than, right? Like right. he knows his place. He's empathetic, cares about other, cares about the community. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, he's training and then um, he's going to try out for the fight team uh, this coming, coming uh, few weeks. So yeah. Super fun. Yeah. Super fun, dude. I, I mean, you, you may, may not know. I mean, I, I've been in martial arts all my life, right? So it's, it's one of those yeah. things, dude, like it really is a good core foundation for, for everybody. 
but I'm going to sound sexist for a hot second and say, especially sure. men, especially men. No. I had a conversation with my buddy Chester a couple of weeks ago. And I said, uh, one of the things what I said is that the difference between men and women or boys and girls is a different type of energy and a different type of energy expenditure that has to happen. Right. I mean, yep. got boys, when they don't have an outlet for their massive amount of energy through their development, you know, kids, preteen, teenagers, all that stuff. They cause yeah. havoc, and and that's so important. And again, martial arts is great for everybody, but especially an outlet for dudes, for young boys. You know that discipline, the outlet is awesome, man. So yeah, every time I see videos of him kicking and punching, especially after a USC fight, it makes me laugh, man. It makes me yeah, it, it makes me smile. He wants to try out, he wants to try out like rear naked chokes on me and stuff like yeah. that. See, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Right after Diaz did that, he was like, oh yeah, how do you lock yeah. that up? No, I I agree with you. Like like one of the other things too, and I told him was like. For our family, um, one of the things that I was brought up on was that all the men in our family need to know how to fight and mm -hmm. like be able to protect themselves and protect the ones that they love, right? Mm -hmm. Whether that's family, whether that's their friends, they need to be able to defend themselves and other people, right? Um, but also at the same time too, though, like I, I, on that same vein, like as much as it's important for him to be physical, like I, we also put a big like, um we put a big emphasis on him like it, like verbal communication right mm. like if if there's something wrong like we don't just resort to straight up like making someone's nose bleed like he knows if someone touches him like in any way that's aggressive or like right. unwanted that right. he's supposed to tell like in a school setting right there's like there's levels right so if he's in a school setting then it's like he knows like hey stop i need my space like get off me that type of stuff escalate it tell a teacher but if it becomes a problem, then I told him, I'm like, you punch them until they bleed. And then you punch them three more times after that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so fortunately, he's been able to like know when it was appropriate times to escalate. But he's never had to like resort mm -hmm. to violence because he's been able to like verbalize. Right. That's another thing, too, like that we really instill, too, is like it's not just like training the physical, but he also has to train his mental, too. You know what I mean? Like we put a big, big premium on. uh the way that he like communicates his feelings or frustrations or sadness or fear or anything like that. Mm. So like, it's kind of like a little bit of kind of like how I know you and I were raised, like just getting our asses beat, just sure. like, Hey, suck it up buttercup. But then sure. also at the same time, it's like, I've never had to spank him. Like mm. I spanked him once, like, and that's it. And like, he gets it because we were able to talk through stuff. I mean, you know, there's a story I could tell you right now where it's like, most recently, like he had to like he felt like real ballsy, so he wanted to test like how how daddy could fight. So sure. I I called him out. I'm like, all right, dude, get your shit on, let's go. And he was just like, oh shit, okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do that shit. But he's like, shit, yeah, mom's no, not but, here. Yeah, I know, but like, but then you know, I just waited to see what he did. Yeah, you know I mean, I wasn't gonna go, I wasn't gonna go <clears throat> at all spar with my kid, but I yeah. wanted to see what he would do. Like, no, like, okay, you 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 wrote this check now, like you're gonna cash it or what you're gonna right. come up with this shit so he started putting on his gear he was crying and stuff but like he put on his gear because he was like all right like that's his morals that's what we taught him it was like okay you said you're gonna do this shit mm -hmm. so now you're gonna have to show and prove so i waited and he saw what he was gonna do and i i stopped him and i said hey look has daddy ever has daddy ever spanked you and he was like no maybe one time and i'm like yeah one time and I was like, have you ever done that again? And he's like, no. I was like, well, what makes you think that daddy was really going to box you? Right. Like, 
You know what I mean? But, right. you know, there's an exact, but I told him, I was like, there's a lesson to be learned here, right? Like, if you're going to talk that tough guy shit, you got to be ready to like back it up. You yep. know what I mean? So he's very, he's very like, yeah, I could go on and on and on about my kid. Obviously, I'm very proud of him and stuff. But I think if anybody, any of your listeners, and even you, Rick, like, if you get a chance to see him, like, this isn't like, uh, typical parent embellishment and stuff, right? Like, if my kid was ugly, I would tell you straight up. He was, oh no, I see him. Ugly, yeah, but yeah, I'd be like, he's. He, if, I was like, no, but I meant like, you know, if he was ugly, I'd be like, yeah, he's, he's <laughs> better looking, but he's a sweet kid. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm real enough with, and that's yeah. But he's yeah, yeah, he's got a great personality. <laughs> but I mean, like, really, I really mean it. Like, he's empathetic beyond his years. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he yeah. truly is like a, a leader. Like in like how he carries himself yeah like very much beyond his years so yeah yeah without bias i can say he's a super handsome kid partly because <laughs> hey let's be honest he's a mixed kid you know he's asian yeah. and he's white <laughs> his mom's white that's one thing brandon and i have in common is uh we try to infiltrate the colonizers by marrying white women you know what i mean <laughs> it's a joke youtube it's a joke it's a joke, joke get off of it hey Jesus. dude but, you know what she she actually no she she uh she perpetrated the colonization she approached me mm. so so <laughs> either way either way it worked out bro so it's all good yeah it's all good but uh no no i i think the lesson there is awesome dude and, and i think adults because we're in a certain generation like you and i we're roughly about the same age how old are you i'm 40 okay i'm 46 so i'm a little bit older but yeah we're in our 40s yeah. there, there are adults right now that have that are in their 20s early 20s that have never known a society before social media right and social yeah. media breeds a different society, bro. You know, what's the famous yeah. Mike Tyson saying? It's like social media has caused a society to do things and act in a way without consequences. In other words, you don't yeah. get punched in the mouth anymore. We don't nope. advocate for violence, but, but, but the bigger picture is what you taught your son and some of these adults that are missing is that words, actions have consequences. So yep. you don't take them lightly. You don't go out there and throw a challenge at you. You don't go out there and talk shit. You don't go out there and... And, you know, behave in a certain way and think, hey, life's going to be gravy because there are consequences in life. And that's a beautiful thing. I think we need more of that, man. That's that's awesome. Yeah. I yeah. mean, related to the social media thing, like I like my wife and I until the pandemic, like we did not allow Shane to be on our phones when we went out to dinner with family mm. or friends. He didn't have an iPad until remote learning was a requirement. And then we had to really like kind of catch up. So as parents, we're trying to do this balance and i think yeah. it's related to what you're saying right like one yeah. of the one of the tenets uh, is like okay you act like this in real life you're you're a kind person you're empathetic you're loving you're loving towards people like regardless of even their first reactions to you you just show love right i told him i'm like when you get online and start like you start playing multiplayer like call of duty or something like something as like innocuous as that right but you know, it's like, it sets the standard. Like you said, it's a foundational thing. It's like, yeah. just treat other people with respect. Like if you wouldn't say that shit to, to them in real life, right. Then why, because of the anonymity of the screen, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Would you like be ballsy enough to say that shit to somebody else? Just treat people with the respect that you would want to be treated with. You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. No, I, I think, you know, we, we try to avoid in life nowadays, consequences and consequences are the life's best teachers you know you, you can't yep. avoid that so that needs to be re-engaged and stuff like that so so along this line you and i uh started talking about this uh back and forth on social and just chatting it up and then i go dude we're having such a fun conversation we need to put this on a podcast 
And one of the one of the things that we were talking about was we were talking about as the world, you know, along with the world, everyone's talking about Andrew Tate, right? Yeah. Uh, what do you know of him? What do you know of him about him? Your feelings, your thoughts overall, and we can chat about him for hours. But but I do sure. want to bring him up because uh, it is a, a hot topic right now. So what's what's your view? It, so this is how disconnected I am from pop culture. Like I didn't okay. know I I knew memes and I've seen videos of the guy and like the sh the stuff that he would talk about, mm -hmm. but. Um, I didn't, I don't follow that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on social media. Like the most controversial person I listen to would be like Joe Rogan or something mm -hmm. like that. And that's not even on an everyday basis. I really just listen to the comedy guys that he comedians, he comes on. But right. after you brought, had brought it up, it was, it, it, it did fall in line with a lot of things that I had been seeing in social media. Like first, like kind of like where we started was Joe Rogan's, um, uh, interview with Zuckerberg. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. And then you had mentioned Tate. Mm -hmm. And then at that, I'll be very honest. Like I didn't know about his brother or him until mm -hmm. that. I didn't even know that was his name, but I started list. I started like looking up like, okay, what is this guy all about? Right. And it got into this weird parallel that I've noticed. So, okay. So let me digress. So what I do online is for, for a job is I'm in research, right? Okay. Like I, I follow, I followed, like trends and whatnot without getting into specifics, but it's related to recruiting. Uh, but a lot of what I do is, you know, patent searches and I do like a lot of research, recruiting, market analysis, that type of stuff. So the other thing that I like to do on the side is follow online extremist activities. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, it explains like, a lot by know, Yeah. So, sure. so what happened was, so, I, I, you, I applied those like things and I was like, okay, let's just get like a real quick once over like who this guy is. And what I saw was like, there's a, the, what I had mentioned to you in the chat, right? Like was, there seems to be a very strong like parallel between like this incel culture, um, this uh, like, like, like liberal, liberal people or people that are on the left or whatever, like whatever spectrum you want to call that, right? Political mm -hmm. spectrum you want to call that, right? People on the outside of that, like think like, okay, this is just like misogyny at its worst. And then he's got a platform and stuff like that and all this other stuff. And I'm not an apologist for him. Actually, I think he's disgusting. And I think his, his, him and his brother are disgusting, but on certain points, he does raise some interesting like views mm -hmm. none that and of and and what i've seen none that i subscribe to mm -hmm. but the fact that like someone like that has to be that polarizing and has to say like i don't even know if this guy probably really believes what he's saying because right. he's gotten so much attention <laughs> but the fact that he has to be like that far to the opposite end of whatever the extreme that he thinks he's like the polar opposite of right mm -hmm. in order to get attention in order to get views in order to get the notoriety and the clout that, that he has i think that's really weird you know what i mean like mm -hmm. that leaves no room for like a middle ground discussion like in a in a situation where someone again like well the common thing was like joe rogan right like if you really listen to his content He's asking questions that anybody uh, like that is just interested in, in any type of subject would ask, right? And he posits questions not as if like they're gospel truth, but people take cliff notes, probably kind of like how I'm taking cliff notes about this Tate, like Andrew Tate and his, and his, uh, and his brother, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
but they take cliff notes of stuff. They make these like assumptions based on their beliefs or whatever their moral compass north true north is for them, yeah. right? And then they make these like judgment calls of like, okay, he's a misogynist. Well, after seeing what I've seen, I agree with them, yeah. right? Like there's there's a lot of stuff, but also at the same time, if there are valid points that he was trying to make, they're clouded over by the fact that he said these outrageous things. So I guess, yeah. you know, I don't know how that necessarily answers your question, but like, I'm not it also, I just want to put out there for your listeners and stuff. Like I'm not taking like a middle stance or a non, a non stance on something. I really don't know the guy. Like right. I'm, I'm, I'm of an age group. Like you said, at the top, right. With where, Social media is not like my form of entertainment. I use yeah. the internet for literally my job and to search out things like obscure things that are, are of interest to me, but mm -hmm. that don't necessarily inform my decisions on how I raise my son, how my I interact with my wife, uh, my community, uh, my family, you know, like, yeah. like I don't, I'm not in that age group, you know what I mean? So I really didn't know like who Andrew was. And yeah. I guess his, he has a brother named Tristan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, but yeah, it's like, to me though, just like, again, the broad strokes of stuff that I saw yeah, you know, from a research mindset, I mean, it really aligns itself with some of these weird kind of like incel male rights things, which yeah. I think there probably are some like legitimate statements to the counter of the most extreme statements from the, you know, the other side of that spectrum or that thought bubble or that thought mm -hmm. process. Mm -hmm. But you can't have a discussion anymore because this guy said what he said, you know, about like sexual assaults or yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's things where it's like, well, okay, for me that like as a more, my, my own personal moral, it's like, right. there's no, there's not until, I mean, okay. So like, you want to really get into weird specifics. Like you want to talk about, what well, is it the Princeton? Was it Princeton? that whole thing that happened before social like before there was like the rugby team thing okay. right where it wasn't Princeton damn I can't remember what college it was right and the and, and the whole nation was like dude these rugby players or you know lacrosse players or whoever whatever the hell they were like what like hung these kids out to dry based on accusations of mm. uh of a of a of a female right and I guess what the lesson learned out of that, at least for me, is like we have to take accusations absolutely serious. But mm -hmm. when there are incongruencies in like or like there's, you know, problems with continuity and story or like, you know, stuff like that, we also have to suss that out, too, because we do live in a society in the United States where people are innocent until proven guilty. But I think going back to the social media thing. It gets compounded because before you're actually in a court of opinion, like, or before you're actually in a court setting, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's the court of public opinion. Yep. You're fucked whether or not you really did those things or meant those things or said those things or meant it in that context mm -hmm. before you even have a chance to plead your case. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, I don't know no. if that makes sense. No, it, it, totally, it totally makes sense. And it actually helps me kind of segue into what, what, you know, my thing is. Like I said, it's first of all, I'm not, it's not like a, I'm an Andrew Tate fanboy or anything like that, but I will say I've done a deeper dive only by accident. And here's how I discovered him. So going back to Joe Rogan, right? I'm, I'm a huge, uh, uh, um, consistent listener of Joe Rogan's podcast. And you said, you know, you listen to a lot of the, uh, the comedy or his friends, comedians, when they come on one, one of the comedians is uh, Tom Segura and Christina P, uh, the, the married couple. 
they have a podcast yeah. called your mom's house right funny podcast yep. probably one of the dirtiest probably grossest fart dick joke podcasts you can listen to so if yeah. that's that what makes you laugh then i highly recommend it if it's not move on right that yeah. that for me personally makes me laugh because i'm a five-year-old yeah. right no, I, so, I, my wife and I, just side note, we like all YMH studio stuff, my wife and I oh, are dude. big fans of. So, yeah. Awesome. We went so, to go see Tom Segura like live and stuff phenomenal, like that. So, phenomenal. Yeah. So, so they have, every now and then, they have a segment called uh, The Cool Guy, right? So basically what it is, yeah. is they, their team scours the internet for weirdos, like very mm -hmm. eccentric, satirical weirdos. Some of them are true. Some of them are satirical. And and they, they, uh, they, they post the videos and they, they laugh about it. They make fun of it. They, as far as for me, discovered Andrew Tate years ago because there's a ridiculous video where he was talking about water, how only poor people drink tap water. And if you're rich, even if you don't like sparkling water, you have to drink sparkling water because it separates you from being poor, right? So the, class, off, the class system. Yeah, I the saw class, that video, dude. Yeah. No, no, no. And, I saw that TikTok, dude. Yeah. So, yeah. so that, that one right there, right? So they were making fun of That's how I discovered Andrew Tate. And then it became a whole white thing where it's like, hey, he's part of the cool club, you know, these weirdos. But it was funny because no one took him seriously. It was satirical, right? And then somewhere along the way, uh, he, he started to develop an audience. And then he uh, basically got in their show and I listened to his, his thing. And as a grown-up, I am able to compartmentalize. I can never see that word. Compartmentalize. Compartmentalize. Yeah things, items, and thoughts, right? I sure. can listen to somebody and go, that in my world is ridiculous. Oh shit, that makes sense. It's not an all or one, right? You being a, yeah. li a libertarian, you understand that. It's not It's sure. not red till dead, blue, no matter who. It's fuck, yeah. what makes sense in life, right? Exactly. So as he's joking around during this interview and he's talking about ridiculous stuff about women and they're laughing because, you know, Christina P is laughing. She's playing into it. She's like, hey, I'm too dumb for this. Explain it further. She's playing along. But then every now and then he drops stuff like, hey, if you're a guy and you want, you know, to be successful in life, because the first thing a, a, a boy or a teenage boy wants is just hormonal. It's girls to like them. It's important. It's yeah. hardwired in us. Well, you can't force someone to like you because what are you bringing to the table? So my, my encourage to young men and young boys is to be a man of high value. What does that mean? Yep. That means get yourself in good shape, learn a task, learn a skill, be interesting. And then, and then unfortunately or fortunately, go out there and learn how to make money, become financially successful, bring yourself to a higher level so that you can yep. attract the type of women that you want to attract. I listen to that. I go, if I had a son, I would tell him the exact same thing, you know? Yeah. So then this, the last like 18 months, or whatever it is, he starts spiraling like all over the place. And then obviously, you know, I start listening to him in long format and I recognize on social media, the snippets that they tend to put out are the mm -hmm. snippets out of context as, as they do with everybody. Right. Yep. I think one of his most controversial <laughs> thing was they snippet where he said women should take responsibility for being raped. If I listen to that, I would say, go fuck yourself. How dare you, right? As yeah. any normal person would. I found the full interview. What he was basically saying is, he was basically saying, everybody needs to take responsibility for surroundings and choices and consequences, right? Yep. If I walk around a certain neighborhood with a million dollar bag, 
and it's a yeah. bad neighborhood in a dark alley and I get mugged, can I 100% yeah, can I 100% yeah. blame the thief or the robber yeah. or the mugger? No, because yeah. I have to take responsibility for putting myself there. Some women that put themselves in dangerous sexual situations, at some point you also have to go, should I have gotten to a car with five dudes in a miniskirt when I'm half drunk? No one has a right to impose their physicality on anybody. No, right. Let's that's, make but that, that's not that but that's but that's that not, morale that morality question is that's not what is what is in question. Correct. We're, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. We're discussing the new in that in that the nuances. discussing the nuances of right. stuff. And I think that's again going back to like the pollution of social media and sure. why as a parent, like I'm very wary of like mm -hmm. how that introduction of my son into that like social, like you know, that social construct, right. how that's gonna work. Because right. You're right. Like again, I, I'm I, I'm at fault because if I I saw that clip, I saw very similar clips of that. But again, those are clips. Mm -hmm. It's the same reason why like Joe Rogan got hung out the dryer. Oh, yeah. And I'll even put this. I'll even put this out here on this. Is like when I started talking about antivirals or po reposting stuff on antivirals back in like about a year and a half ago. There were people in my own family that were like, oh, you're some type of like QAnon conspiracy mm -hmm. theorist. And I'm yeah. like, fuck no, dude. Yeah. Like, no. Like, I'm just I'm just stating the facts that if there is something that I, even as dumb as I am, like I found out about an antiviral that has been administered billions of times mm -hmm. and is one of the safest things. And on top of that, poor country, poor countries mm -hmm. that weren't able to buy the vaccines from Pfizer, Johnson and Johnson and uh, Moderna or whatever, right? Like that's what they were using. Like my buddy, my buddy for that I went to high school with, like he works for a big search engine company, right? Mm -hmm. And he got stuck in Vietnam and he was just like, dude, they didn't have money to buy like, you know, like the vaccines and stuff when they first came out. So what they were giving out was antivirals. He's all, I took the ivermectin. Mm -hmm. And he was like, it's not forced. It, I mean, it can be used for forced deworming for the viral, like whatever the hell, but it's like, yeah. you know, how did that, how did that come? And so going back to what you're saying about Tate is like nuance and details in a society where we're consuming one minute bits, 30 second bits, 15 second mm -hmm. bits of information, yeah. like, yeah. like reasoning and like, um, you know, context and all that stuff goes out the road. And so like, what I'm saying to you is again, I'm not conceding that Tate has valid points or, or, yeah. you know, whatever, but yeah. I, I, I'm also conceding though, like, yeah, I consumed bits and pieces of information on my research on this guy. Yeah. And I do need to listen to like the full thing before yeah. and, like, and, and, really and... accurately commenting on, on like what he meant or my yeah. interpretation of the like, full conversation. But you know what? That's not even that's not even the point I'm trying to make, too, Brandon. The, the the point I'm trying to make is that regardless, you can listen to anybody you fucking want to. You're a grown ass adult. I think the bigger yeah. picture is we are grown ass adults. It's why is all of a sudden this guy boom wiped out from all footprints of social media? Like, yeah. who? What? You know, it's like the, the social media warlords and the gods decide you're not it for us and they have that power and and what yeah. i always caution people and i use sports in analogy is that i i'm i am center right my politics are center right right yeah but i will and, and i think a lot of people on the way left are wacky as i do with the far right they're wacky 
I will yeah. defend and support the wackiest, the leftiest of lefts, the purplest hair of purplest hair, woke person's ability to have a platform as I do anybody. Because yes. what happens in a society where you lose freedom of speech and someone mandates it on your behalf for safety reasons yeah. is that slippery slope happens real quick. And my analogy is like it's sports. It's you watch a basketball game and the ref is either your best friend or your worst enemy. He can make that same call. And that call, if it benefits you, you're cheering. If it isn't, mm -hmm. he's the worst ref in the history of the world. And yep. if it happens to somebody and they're able to do that without, without recourse, someday that's going to be you and your train of thought. You know what yep. I mean? And it's, it's a scary no. thing, man. It's, it's what people need to realize. It's not about winning. It's like people that hate them think, oh, we won. We won. You won nothing. All you've done yep. is you've lost the ability to have precedent over your voice in the future. You know, yep. that, that's no, what needs to be. No, I, I, I do appreciate your segue into that. I do have like thoughts about that. No, mm -hmm. you're right. Despite, despite how controversial any of that stuff was, right? Like, I agree with you 100%. Like, he should have a platform to say what he wants to say because we're, like, we're free speech. Like, yeah. what, what the hell? Like, we literally, we literally, like, liberals, let's say, okay, right? Like, that's the topic of conversation, like, topic of conversation in a national kind of thing. It's like, liberals or conservatives, okay? Sure. Well, let's start with liberals. Liberals literally got shot at colleges during the Vietnam mm -hmm. War for, like, voicing their shit. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, they should, I don't think that Kent College stuff should have happened, right? Like they should have been protected. That The, the, the government at that time should have respected those citizens' like, right to free speech. 100%. Same way that like what you're saying is like, okay, maybe this guy's, you know, nationality, whatever, fine, okay. But let's talk about like domestic, domestic United States figures, right? People who have been booted off. Let's say somebody as controversial as Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. I think he's an orange racist asshole that has tricked a bunch of poor conservatives into thinking he he has his like he has their best interests in mind, and I think that's entire bullshit. But for him to be deplatformed in the United States for saying, no matter how controversial, to your point, yeah. like no matter how controversial or problem quote unquote problematic his statements were, he should be able to say those things, right? And it should be able to spark discussion. The, those those phrases when you hear from like and I and I can't I won't guess their agenda or the political affiliation but that thing where you say like oh when they say these things or make make these statements right there those are dangerous and I'm like mm, I don't really know about that that should have like either you're just really offended like easily offended or you should also use that same platform to start a discussion in your own community right. about like right. what, what should happen or use the same platform to like comment and like, you know, start a, start a, like a discussion about those things. Right. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, like we're all Americans, we all want the same things, right. Whether you have like, you know, you're a corn farmer out in the middle of butt fuck nowhere, or right. you're like a purple haired, like liberal that lives in Seattle and thinks everybody should do heroin in the open. Like, mm -hmm like you all all everybody wants the same thing we want security we want uh safety right we want a, a ability to make a living and to yeah. feel like yeah like yeah. we all want the same thing so let's just have a discussion 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, MLK supported the KKK's rights. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's like how how do you have discourse and how do you have things to become better? It, it's you know when you shut people down. My viewpoint on that is your your viewpoints and beliefs are too weak, or you're too weak to be challenged, or you're yep. too scared to have a debate. You know, and I'll I'll say it publicly publicly here. I mean, you're talking about a broken two political system that should be re re uh, reevaluated and 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 change. But in twenty uh what in, in twenty twenty, I voted for Trump because you gave me two options, right? Yep. And people came to me via social text message and stuff and said, I can't understand why you vote for Trump. Well, give me a call. Let's chat. Probably yep. 13, 14 people said that to me, friends and family. I said, cool, let's have a chat. And I'll explain why in depth. I don't have a fucking MAGA banner in front of my house. You know, I don't have that. But within my life, with this, these circumstances, with this current situation, with the two lackluster choices that you've given me, Again, I have this option that I'm pursuing. Zero people followed up and want to have a conversation. And that's the challenge is that people pick their teams, regardless of politics, regardless of whatever else that's in society, and nobody wants to talk. Everybody wants to be emotional. And I think they are addicted to being angry and outrage. I've never been yeah. really outraged over politics. You know what I mean? It's, it is what it is, dude. You know, I'll figure it out and I'll protect my family and I'll succeed regardless. But I think people just have become addicted to being outraged and they don't really want to find common ground. And that to me is also scary. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? No, definitely. Um, the, the outrage culture thing, right? Like it's, it's, it's very like, it almost seems trendy, right? Mm -hmm. And the, 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 the moment of like, one of the most, like, again, I like comedy, right? So yeah. like the whole thing with, uh netflix and dave Chappelle. Yeah. like if they're if people were really that upset i mean employees of netflix were literally walking into board like you know senior management and executive like meetings and on campus to like be activists employee activists or right. whatever and that's fine that's their that's their right to do that if mm -hmm. they so like like they choose right like they feel strong enough about that and i actually applaud that because like hey it takes some balls to like put your job on the line to like piss off a bunch of executives that sign a paycheck, but not here. That's neither here nor there. What you're saying is like I agree with you. Is like there seems to be like a very quick like attention span going back like related to the social media thing that we we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, it's like out, that combined with outrage, and it's like you make this big ass noise about it, and then what happened? Like if you really were feeling that Dave Chappelle was impeding or inciting hate mm -hmm. against trans people and people in that community right um where was the follow-up mm -hmm. and then also when he when he when he said like hey look i will go to meet with you mm -hmm. all like i was gonna say that whoever you can say is yeah like whoever you can say like represents like thought leaders whoever from that community i will go and like i'll i'll, I'll talk you know what i mean i'll talk with you and like we can hash this out, you know what I mean? But there was no follow-up. Do, do, like, do you know what his only stipulation was? What was the stipulation? You must watch the special because you cannot oh, have, yeah, a, right. have a conversation with me about how evil, how bad my special is without watching the special. And that's the thing. Anybody in their right mind 
that watched the special and what Brandon and I are talking and referencing to, and this is kind of old news, but we'll bring it up again, is yeah. he has some comments about the trans community. But if you watch the special in that specific se segment, that long story that he was telling, he was talking about a dear friend of his. And I found nothing wrong with that story. He was telling nope. it loving way, how much he supported her. He brought her on a road as an opener. They had banter, all this stuff. And, and the irony is, not to give it away, but the irony is her collapse was actually due to the fact that she was friends with him because the community went against Turned her. Turned against her. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like that. It's like the fat community going against Rebel Wilson. Was that her name? The actress Rebel, yeah. Rebel Wilson, Rebel Wilson, and, and, um, yeah. and, this, and Adele for becoming skinny. Again, it's like you pick your tribe, and you're not allowed to think or act in a different way. It's it's yeah. crazy to me, man. It's crazy, but but yeah, to your point, it, it is it is that. It's like Chappelle offered to have a conversation, and no one is serious about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that that leads me to that question again. It's like it's always the five percent loudest that gets the most thing, right? It's like the squeaky wheel. Yeah. And how much of that is for them and how much of that is for notoriety and how much of that is just to check the box because you're right. There is no follow-up. There's no follow-through, you know, it's onto yeah. the next thing. Right. So yeah. it's virtual. Sig it's like virtual signaling, right? Like, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm going to, uh, like, I'll, this is a, this is a, like, this is a big throwback, but like when Facebook was like the, the thing, right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you had the, the the attacks in France and then everybody had that little mm. like France background right and then yeah. it was the next thing and it was the next thing and it's like people yeah. feel good for the fact that like they can show their you know their network right yeah. like oh I support like you know Ukraine yeah right like that's a very nuanced thing and like there's some very strong opinions I'm sure people at very informed and probably more informed people than I have but sure. it's like you know, again, it's like, that's the way, right? Like mm -hmm. that's, you, you have to show that you're virtuous to other people who probably you don't even know just by having the filter or having the thing like I support with Ukraine, I stand with Ukraine and all this other stuff. So, yeah. Two, th two things I want to piggyback on that. It's funny that you brought the whole Paris thing. Um, obviously, you're right. On social media, everyone was, 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 was uh, doing the Eiffel Tower and the uh, mm -hmm. uh, French flag and all that stuff, which is fine. You know, it's their rights on social media as they should. I came across one, I think it was because um, a comedian reposted it and he said, this is what's wrong with society. And it was this rip dude, six pack, like, like freaking model S Abercrombie and Fitch physique guy. He was shirtless yeah. and he painted the Eiffel tower on his chest to show, to be in solidarity with the crisis and with the tragedy. And that's the level of narcissism that yep. social media society has allowed because it gives people that soapbox to grandstand, man. And it's it's you're right. Yeah. You you do. I, I wish I said I said it first. You hit it on the head, man. There's no. There's never or rarely a follow through. It's just a check. Okay, we're upset with this. Next one, yeah. check. We're also upset with this because we're better than you. You know, et cetera, et cetera. It's it's wild. Um, so how do you how do you foresee going back to Shane? How do you foresee you and Tyra maneuvering this? Because social media is only going to get bigger, and it's going to be even more yeah. interesting and more part of his life. So some of the discussions that my wife and I have, have had, like, are and it's I, and I'll be very honest, like we haven't really like had a 
a big, big talk or continuous talks about it, but we have kind of put out a couple of thoughts around it. And I think at least from my stance, I'm not going to speak for my wife. So like, I will say from my stance, I'm very interested to see what platforms I will like introduce them to first. So that way it will teach him how to be a responsible, like responsible citizen online. Yeah. How to conduct himself, conduct himself, and communicate with others like uh, uh, safely, yeah. and also how to like financial literacy in a digital age. Mm. You know, going back to Roblox, like there's been some rumors that I've been seeing that like Roblox, the Roblox bucks, right? Like the gift cards that all the uncles and aunties and moms and dads and whatever buy their kids and niece, and nephew, sons, daughters. Like the, they're going to turn that, they're thinking about turning that into a crypto. Don't quote me on that. That's yeah, yeah. just my information that I've gathered to your listeners. Like this information that I've gathered and that's kind of what I think the trend is, right? So the world, mm-hmm. so like in, in this scenario, okay, let's just call it a hypothetical, right? In that scenario, if the NFT thing that I talked about in the very beginning, right? With Gucci and all that stuff, right? And then also the fact that Roblox has been a very like early, like, you know, younger audience, like kind of like safe platform for collaboration, but we'll say just gaming because that's all we think it is. Like, I think what's going to happen is they're going to start teaching economy because if they're not going to teach everybody, Mm. not everybody's going to be interested in making an app, right? right? I've been privy to information that leads me to believe that there's a an effort to try to make a standardized currency. So it'd probably be a stable coin at best. Like it's not gonna be like, it's gonna be something that matches to the dollar. So that way it could teach children like how to use crypto or like, you know, like digital funds to do things and then pay for those NFTs that I talked about earlier. Because not every not every child is interested in building an app and building a community. Right. But I think what they're marching towards, and then this is this is information that's out there. Like they most they recently had like their developers conference type thing. Some of the stuff that I had listened to was kind of like leading me to believe that one, they're going for an older, like an older generation and trying to figure out how they can scale up that audience to like uh, compete with like what Meta is doing as far as collaboration and social, you know, interaction type stuff, right? But I think the interesting thing for me as a parent is the the shift that they're trying to do, which is Roblox was just the Minecraft kind of stand-in, right? And then in like then they added like the the software development kits so their kids can figure out how to make a game based on templates or whatever. They're expanding that stuff. They're actually adding in like you know from my interpretation of the data it looks like they're expanding that like that knowledge share of like how to use sdks and how to like software development kids mm-hmm. um and then also like you know teaching kids how to code within certain frameworks or whatever and then like add ba- learn how, how to write basic scripts and stuff like that scripts and stuff like that That's and cool, then man. and then and then the other part that i thought was really interesting was the like helping children or helping the junior developer, I don't know how you really want to call it, but anyways, like helping people understand like the economy behind that, right? So it's fine, you made an app, like how are you gonna make money on this? Right, right. right. And so, and then that whole thing about the NFT part, right? I think what they're doing with that, my estimation again, uh, I think what they're doing with all those partnerships with um, Gucci and all those name brands is 
not just they're trying to attract a larger, a, a larger, older audience, but I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to figure out, okay, so my character got these like NFT, like, you know, hats, jackets, whatever the hell, right? Do they carry over to the next person's app? Does my character, does my avatar go over there? And so if you think about that as an implication of like, okay, so if you can take your clothing and your unique character to a different world, if, if you will, right, uh, on their platform, then you can start saying, you start meeting people and go have a marketplace where you can be like, hey, like, I, I got this from, uh, I got this as a, as a reward from someone else's game. Did you want to buy it for me? Mm. So I don't know. That's, that's what I think they're going towards. That's I don't know how that. So, so in one, in one, in one meta world, you've added value to your, um, your character and you can basically bring it over to another world, basically even sell it off and what have you i think right. that's i think that's what that's they're trying to do but again like that's just my observation but again mm -hmm. like but pulling mm -hmm. back like i went down a rabbit hole on that okay. but pulling back from that as far as like you know how we're going to introduce like being a i don't know what they call it in china netizen or whatever mm -hmm. like a citizen of the net right like social media to my son like there there's going to be some very strict parameters but i think one thing that i want him to realize is that it's not real like People can say whatever the hell they want. And I've actually started positing that idea to him that like people can say hurtful things, but it's up to you of whether or not you're going to invest your emotional horsepower and your emotional bandwidth into validating what that person said. Right. Like, uh, and that, that, that has, that has implications to how he'll conduct himself online, like the cyberbullying thing. Mm. Right. Like there is a, there were, there were children who were like, saying things that like kind of hurt his feelings and i didn't i didn't play that down i said no it's okay for you to feel like that after someone says mm -hmm. something like that right but i said but do you really think that you're that thing that they said and he goes no and i'm like like look at your accomplishments right sports right like and again going to what you were saying earlier like like young males should have like a foundation of these things with their there's pursuits there's mm -hmm. interests, right, that build their character, whether it's physical, mental, or, or all all the above. But like I told him, I was like, so the other things that you are pursuing, like, does that give like validation to what that child said to you? And I didn't say it in these words. I said it much more simpler. But he goes, sure, sure. no. I get it. And he's like, he's like, oh, I was like, yeah. So, but when you when they say those things, like, you know, what's your what's your reaction to me? He's like, I get angry. I want to like. I want to punch him or I want to push him or something. I'm like, but is that the right reaction? Right. Because is that person important to you? Like when you really sit down and think about it, you take your emotions out of the situation, right? Like the, does that, does it really mean anything? Like, are they your friend? Yeah. You know, it'd be different if a friend said that. Right. And then, so he processes anything like that. And I think at least for me, like I said, like, I'm not going to speak for my wife, but I think for me, that's going to be one of the big things, right? Like the statistics show that like children are very early being influenced by not just what they're consuming, like visually from like all these different algorithms or whatever, but they're also taking, like you said, like what we were talking about in the very beginning of our conversation, like people saying things without consequences, without, with like knowing that the screen and internet and the platform are levels of anonymity so they can say whatever they want to say even though they may not say it in, in person and i think one of the things too that i want to make sure that shane understands is like that's not real yeah 
yeah your react but also at the same time your reaction to that if mm -hmm. you decide to react to that is going to be there forever yeah i i live by this mantra and 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 Shane is way ahead of me because he has a great dad like you, but I'm 46. I probably have lived by this mantra maybe over the last six years of my life. So I'm a slow learner, right? My mantra is my emotion is my personal power. When I give and I lose my emotions, lose control of my emotions, I give my personal power away to someone else. I lose my sovereignty. So it is the utmost importance for me personally in my life that I dictate, I control the spectrum of my emotion. And I think, you know, in, 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 um, in simpler terms, you're helping him understand that. And that's great. I love what you said, man. You should coin that. It's like, be a good citizen of social media. I think people forget that. It's like, hey, if this is going to be a community, if this is going to be a, our world, our reality to some degree, we're, all, we're not just participants in social media, man. We're citizens of social media. And it's like, you, yeah. if you're not going to act a certain way in the physical form, why are you doing that in the social, you know, form, the virtual form? And uh, I, I was gonna say, I, think, I, 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 think might, with, I might coin that and, and try to make a t shirt. No, dude, dude, no, 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 do it. Do, yeah. do, I, I'm just glad do, do to a be trademark, part of the do a trademark research I, for me on that. If, if no one's used it, I'm a trademark. <laughs> but what I was gonna say too, man, is like where that line's gonna get blurred though, like going back to like, you know, people using the screen as anonymity, we're talking about text, right? Mm. The psychology of someone reading something and it affecting them that bad. How bad is it going to be if the, the if the if Meta achieves what Mark wants to achieve? I would very much whether I would really encourage anybody who's listening to this, like to really listen to Joe Rogan's interview with Mark Zuckerberg. He is he Mark is explaining in yeah. detail what his emphasis are and the 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 biomechanics the. The, the the brain mechanics right like the neurological mechanics of what he's trying to design the fact that like it's just me and rick right now on a on a on on a zoom right but i don't know if rick is looking at me from the same side of the screen that i'm looking at him mm -hmm. right there mark talks about those things so what i guess what i'm alluding to is how does cyberbullying like how does that become more problematic because to us we're like dude, how the hell did you like get that like depressed off a of text? But yeah. it's a real thing because mm -hmm. the statistics show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so fine. It's something that we have to deal with. We haven't even figured out how to deal with that mental like stuff that children are going through, through cyberbullying, through text and yeah. memes. Yeah. Then we're trying to add on like virtual reality, augmented reality. What the hell is that going to be like? Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like it, it's a it's a weird new frontier. I think it's a it's a it's a progression of tech and collaboration that is like undeniably going to happen, whether we like it or not. Agreed. So it's Agreed. it's a it raises some interesting questions about like how again like raising a raising my son to be a good steward and a good like good steward of that platform for whatever he wants to yeah. get out of it, but also again how do you start separating when things start looking like they're really in front of you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I, I agree that you hit it on the head. And I, I, and I concur with that. If you guys have, it's about three hours, most of his interviews, is three hours, but listen to Rogan's uh, episode where he, where he talks to Mark Zuckerberg and, and to Mark's credit, he did the best he could to be human. You know what I mean? He actually yeah. came up a lot more human than I thought, uh, but he makes no qualms. His goal and his, his, his mission 
is to have virtually no separation between virtual augmented reality and your physical reality. Everything yep. is going to be better, faster, touch and feel. Wait until you get smell into these worlds. So it's kind of like you're right. As a parent, you go, God, how do I separate what's real and what's not when things are going to be basically almost impossible to differentiate? So yeah. I guess we go, we go, we find out as we learn. But you're right. You can't stop it. I think it's one of those things where it's 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 the result of technology going so fast. And we forget that we're basically monkeys with a language. You know, our brains have not evolved fast enough to keep up with technology. And and we we need to take cues from from countries that don't have our best interests at heart. I mean, say what you say, at the end of the day, TikTok is still a Chinese app. And it's ironic yep. that it's a Chinese app where in China, they cap the user amount. They cap how long you can be on TikTok. Yep. And their algorithms actually push science, math, education, TikToks mm -hmm. above everything else. Our dumbasses yeah. in America, we do dances, you know, and, and funny yep. stuff for six, eight hours a day and you lose yourself in it, you know, and, and China has a cap. They know something we don't, you know what I mean? Yep. And really the reality is it's, uh, if not, at the very minimum, what it's doing, it's creating society of very short attention span. At, yeah. it's very worse. It's deprogramming and reprogramming the Western society. Either it way, is. it's not great. You know? Yeah, no, I agree with you hundred percent on that too. Like the algorithms that they're promoting, mm -hmm. um, you know, like I had, a, I had, um, I have a me family member who uh, pursued like a degree out in uh, China, mm -hmm. an international degree for business. And he was telling me like, yeah, the algorithms are absolutely different. Mm -hmm. Like the stuff that gets promoted, like he, he grew up in the Bay area. Then he goes out there for college. And then he was just like, nah, I don't know any of these stupid ass trends. <laughs> And then it's like, what's on the platform, right? Because everybody assumes like, oh, it's on this platform. It's, it's accessible. No. But no, China's done a great job on like making sure that those tools are used for to promote mm -hmm. a singular national identity. Yep. That's yep. that's one thing. Yep. Uh, the other thing is, is like to promote that, mm -hmm. like whether it's whether you say it's coercion or not, like there's a social credit uh, uh, prescribed to each user. And you, the way that you conduct yourself online affects your ability to get jobs, to get credit, 100%. to right stuff like that. And then also, like you said, there's cap. Like if you are a registered user, and because because of that social credit thing, right, you have to register as your unique self. You can't mm -hmm. troll. You can't create sock puppet accounts, um, or it's very hard to at least. And yeah. then if they feel that you're under a certain age and you're logging on too late at night, they'll shut you off the app. Yeah. And again, guys, this, just to be clear, Brandon and I, we're not talking about, you know, conspiracy theory stuff. It's like this is all out in the open. It's just whether we accept or want to dive into the research of it and not to default to the Rogan podcast. Again, there was an episode and you could probably find on YouTube where he reads out the terms agreement and terms and services of every TikTok yeah. user. They you basically sign over your right as a user in almost every aspect where they can track yeah. everything from your swipe motion to the counts, to your data entry, to everything. You literally are giving over your digital rights to them. And again, yep. for 90%, 99% of the population, they don't care about you. But for that 1% yeah. that is trying to build something 
interesting, your IP may be stolen or taken like that, right? For the scientists yep. out there, for the mathematicians out there, I mean, it is what it is, man. And and and, and again, say that word for me: compartmentalize. I can never say that word. Compartmentalize. Compartmentalize. Carp- yeah. Say that, break it com, down. I com, swear to God. Com, I com, com, com. Part. 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 Mentalize. Compartmentalize. This is what happens when you barely graduate out of high school, Independence High School. <laughs> you failed me. Eastside Union District, San Jose. You failed me. I can recognize yeah. what you said earlier about in as horrible as China is. And again, if if the internet, if I was popular enough where the internet were going to snippet this, they would snippet the part where I say there is something to be said about being one nation, one national yeah. ideal. Right? They don't have. Left, right, middle—they don't have any of this stuff. It is China and China all the way. It's country first, yeah. people second, and that in itself has a lot of uh, humanitarian issues, obviously. Big but time. from an empire standpoint, from a world domination standpoint, from a competition standpoint, how does one compete when in Western society we can't agree on gender? Yeah, you know that's I mean? a big that's a big thing, but I think that's by design. No, I agree. Right? And I think that's by design, like because if we talk about like again like the 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 platform for like just TikTok, right? So going on to like before I do like, you know, the the like how do we get to that point, right? Like one of the things about what Rick was saying as far as like the user agreements and all that other stuff. The other thing is is that to people for people to understand is that all your social media platform apps and most of your search apps on your phone, mm. they share metadata unless you shut that off. Correct. And what that means is that like TikTok is going to know what you're saying through WeChat or WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger, what you're looking at on like your Instagram. So it's it's very invasive, but that's a side note. But how like, yeah, so how do we... I, I don't, I don't have a, I don't really have a direct answer for that. Like, like the fact that like, again, it's like, there's no middle ground. There's no, there's no, like, like you said, like, you know, whether it's a, a QAnon person that really believes that illegal immigrants are stealing their jobs mm. or that, or that like, you know, a liberal quote unquote person, right. Thinks that like, I need to be respected for my pronouns and you know mm. things like that. Those are fine. Those are issues. But I think what's pro- what the problem is is like we don't understand. Like, okay, what are the real impacts of these things? Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> like individual freedoms and rights, whether or not they're being impeded upon, those are definitely things that we should be caring yeah. about. But I think where we've lost it, at least from a national perspective, is like we don't we don't push like a one nation idea. No, we don't. We don't. Like I mean, we that, don't. I mean, there, there was an or, there was an orange guy that tried to push America first, and that got called a fascist. You know, yep. I I think his I think his mouthpiece really just disrupted. He was so polarizing. Where I mean, I I have friends, liberal friends that that you know, I, I always go to the um, to the scenario of okay, you're you're a father. As much as you hate Donald Trump, let's let's use this hypothetical out of the pocket scenario. Your son had a heart disease and he was the only surgeon that can operate on your son. Would you let your son die? I had a, 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 I have a friend who I still love and he's still my friend who said, yes, I will let my son die. How do you come back from that? 
it's not a Donald Trump thing. It's a I'm all in mentality thing. So mm-hmm. I don't know how you come back from that. And then I've resolved to the point, not yeah. to, and we'll change the topic uh, as we wrap up because I don't want to be a Debbie Downer podcast. No, yeah, yeah. You know, but the reality is reality, right? I mean, for me, I live in reality. My wife and I, we talk about this all the time. It's like, hey, we just pay attention enough to know how the world is kind of moving. How does it affect us? And what's our game yeah. plan? Because we exactly. will live our lives and we will succeed regardless because that's what yeah. we're determined to, right? The good thing yeah. about not depending on the government to save you is, is you are committed to not letting the government destroy you either. So you, you would, that's how we function. That's how our philosophy is. But the reality is, you know, I mean, every empire has been set to death. Every empire crumbles and it crumbles within. And I honestly, yeah. I see it. I love America, first generation immigrant. I, I, I love the ideals of America. I still believe in the ingenuity of America. I still believe in what we are supposed to stand for. But I think we have gone too deep into the political corruption uh, that it is probably too late to pull back. And and I'll finish with this. The, the, the challenge, the challenge is I don't know why this stuck with me. Years ago, years ago, I saw a 2020 um, ep- uh, uh, episode where they were talking and following the grand opening of the very first Walmart in China. And mm-hmm. everyone was yeah, 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 this and that. And economists say this is going to be better for the world. We're going to turn China into a pure capitalist country, this and that. And then there, there was this one guy, I wish I knew his name. They called him a Debbie Downer conspiracy theorist. And they said, this will be the, the start of the destruction of America or the Western world. Because the Western world, specifically in America, we have such a short-term mindset. We barely can think in four years, you know, election-wise. We barely can yeah. think in four years. China plans a century at a time. Whatever their plans are, don't take fruition to nearly a century. And they're patient and they're committed and they are all in, in terms of nation first, people second. And I think, you know, we're knocking on, since that interview, we're probably knocking on 60 years or 40 years. Oh no, I'm not that old, but 40 years. So we're knocking on that, that century mark. So you're starting to see things take place, right? But anyway, uh, we'll we'll change the subject, dude. I love talking to you, man. We should do this more often, but uh, let me me, kind of wrap up with something more fun. When are you going to come visit me? When are you going to take the family to come visit me in (laughs) Vegas? It's starting to to finally cool off. Dude, like I, I'm, I'm down, but I, th- I, it's not going to be anything on the strip, dude. Like oh, I, no. I remember all those, all those, all those trips, dude, where we were out there, like yeah, yeah. you know, young and not yeah, living natural parties and stuff. Right? Sure. Yeah, like, dude, I, I hated that shit, dude. I hated pool parties, dude. I, the one that we had for, um, the for Psy, like, dude, I. I, I had I literally had a heat stroke. I had seized up, dude, at oh, yeah. the pool party. Like I, I was still like, hungover. <laughs> yeah, that probably that too. No, but no, yeah, like no, no, no. Um, I live shows, in suburbia. Shows and, yeah, no. Um, I want to take Shane to go see the Hoover, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, Lake Mead and stuff like that. I'm real interested in. Uh, oh, shout out to another YouTube channel is uh, Sin City Outdoors. Oh yeah, like I love watching those dudes, and I love watching those guys. Um, but yeah, no, like I'd love to go, like you know, check out Lake Mead and the Hoover Dam yeah. and um, do other things that are not based on like being at the strip and like drinking alcohol all day. You so. know, Twan, you, Twan, you know, Twan and Marie, right? Yeah. Yeah. They were out here May ish. And Marie was like, Oh my God, I had no idea. This is Vegas. I'm like, yeah, this is residential Vegas. This is not yeah. the strip. She's like, I'm ready to move here. You know, we, she came her, her and Twan and all their kids came for like, 
four mm-hmm. days. We took him to the lake. Uh, we took him out, you know, sh- brunching, shopping, my neighborhood. There was a birthday party. They brought out like slide jump, uh, uh, um, a, a jumping thing. And their kids went and played with the kids in the neighborhood. And they're like, this is what Vegas life is. Like, yeah, 100%. So when you guys come out, you know, we'll show you how, that. Yeah. How are the schools out there? Like, I haven't, I haven't looked. Like, the it's schools never been are on the not target. that great. But I hope they're getting better with the influx of people moving. Um, yeah. I think we do have charter options. Um, okay. Uh, and in addition to that, I always tell people the tax, the state income tax that you save, use that and send your kid to private school or homeschool. And that's yeah, just no, seriously. To be honest with you, I mean, to be honest with you, control yeah. more of a. I have a, a really good friend of mine. Um, she's an entrepreneur, really successful, really busy, but she is homeschooling her kids. And her homeschooling mm. is she does the minimum that is required from the board. The rest of her education is she brings them to the office for work. She'll bring them on road trips. She'll bring them in, and they're like seven and ten years old. She'll bring them in on Dude, that's awesome. on boardroom meetings. Uh, house showing stuff like that they have a restaurant that yeah. they invested in washington they took a trip to washington dc did a whole week okay. tour and did a history lesson that way that's education my friend that's education no it is so you know to to to, to piggyback on that that's something that so my wife and i've been looking at a state right mm-hmm. and um shane's been kind of like you know the 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 response that any child would have right like i'm gonna be away from my cousins i'm gonna be away from my friends and stuff like that so he's like, why, why would you guys be looking at that, right? Mm-hmm. And I told him, I was like, you know, the school that you're at right now, mommy and daddy pay a pretty good amount of money. And it's not that we wouldn't like that it's a problem, but it's right. like, it's money, it's money that could be spent elsewhere, right? right? And that could, and and also I said, the limitations of that, that of your school only goes up to a certain grade. And I, saw, I told him, I was like, if we stay here, like you're going to get, an education that's only going to teach you how to do the same things you're learning now, right now, which is, mm-hmm. you know, he's in second grade, he's doing third grade math, he's doing great at history, he wants to learn more about World War II. Like, you know, what I mean? like, so uh-huh. he has interest, but I told him, I was like, it's be, it'd be very hard for mommy and daddy to find a school that would help prepare you to be an adult, right? Yeah. Like to pursue things that are of interest to you that you can be successful at, whether that's sports or whatever like i told like i'm very like realistic with them about that stuff but also very realistic but also still like a parent where it's like you're still seven years old you can do whatever the fuck you want like just yeah. work hard towards it, right yeah. but to be able to provide options and that's what i like that's one thing i do tell them that, like that we we tell them is that it this is not about like mommy and daddy and money it's like money doesn't give happiness it gives options yeah right yeah. like and I said, I want to give you more options. You know what I mean? No, you're, my, you're, you're my only little boy. Like, I want to give you as many options as I can. So, My friend, I expect to see you and the family come out. Take a long weekend, come For out. sure, man. You know what I mean? You, you got a place to stay here. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll host you. Love to have these conversations more. Um, For sure, man. I want you to leave us with, uh, you have the megaphone to the world. I want you to solve the world's problems if you were king for a day. Give me some, give me some of Brandon's uh, King of the World decrees. If you had <laughs> all the power, you're omnipotent, you're you know wise beyond anybody in your perspective. What are a couple of things that we should be doing as a society? I'm gonna post my, uh, I'm gonna post my Venmo. Everybody send me a dollar. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, no, no. Seriously, like just be good to each other. 
like mm-hmm. talk to talk to somebody that you have a disagreement with you're gonna find that there's like more than three things i guarantee you, there's more than three things like like both parties can agree upon and it doesn't have to be political it could be fucking food or like something to drink but like talk to somebody like just talk to them you yeah. know what i mean like even if it's somebody that like like okay so fine don't meet new people or whatever the fuck everybody's weird but the people that you follow on social media that you went to school with or that mm-hmm. you haven't talked to in many years reach out to them ask them how they're doing that's beautiful that's dude it. keep conversation keep an open mind is what i hear and keep dialogue yeah. going dude uh i had so much fun we're gonna do this again but in dude, honesty please. thank you dude dude thank you for your time and sorry about the whole technical difficult thing because i'm i'm a dumb worry about it um, but, uh, yes, I, I, I look forward to having you guys come out. We'll host you. Uh, you'll see a different side of Las Vegas. I don't live in Las Vegas. I live in Henderson, the outskirts of Vegas anyway. Oh, okay, but, yeah. um, but yeah, <clears throat> good times. You know, we'll grill some, uh, we'll gr- grill some vegan meat and, uh, we'll, we'll have a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> he laughs cause he knows. <laughs> My brother, right, I'm man. signing off. Thank you so much. Tell, uh, hello and give your family a big hug for me. Right everyone yeah for sure for sure same thank you my friend